welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, we are focusing on a different sector of the edtech market than we have been in recent episodes. We're focusing on the massive, massive market of coding applications. And in particular, we're talking to a company called Codemoji. So what is Codemoji? And by the way, I do all sorts of coding work with even my math group at school. And I know at the school that I work at, coding is a massive, massive uh, area of growth. And we're trying to constantly come up with different ways and different applications to use to help kids learn this really fundamental skill. So what is Codemoji? Codemoji is a breakthrough coding platform that's easy to learn as texting your friends with an emoji. Codemoji fast tracks learning by eliminating pesky code syntax and typing hurdles, focusing on intuitive, relatable emojis that represent and function as standard in HTML and CSS code. And I believe the platform also helps to teach JavaScript. And what's really cool about it, and I'm going to let the founder who's joining us on the show today, I'm going to let him explain in more detail. But what seems really cool to me, just from my from my quick investigation of the company and the platform is that it literally has emojis that take away some of these headers and things like that. I think to make it probably more visually stimulating and a bit easier to understand for younger students. So this is really cool. It's a great initiative. Very important. We just had physics girl on two weeks ago talking about the importance of coding. So without further ado, the founder of CodeMoji, uh, Livio Bolzin, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, I can't wait to share more about our mission and kind of how we got here today. Sure. So first, let's let's rewind. Tell us a little bit about how you got in. You know, tell us about your background and how you came up with the idea to start Code Moji. Yeah. So uh, I just turned twenty-two. Um, our whole team is pretty young. Um, I was at university, and we wanted to build a startup, so we took some time off and. Um, put together a couple other small applications and then we kind of came along with this idea and then we really built it out. Um, it started from the fundamentals that, you know, I was taking some basic web design classes and we felt that younger students as young as first grade could comprehend these skills if we made it fun. Um, and we wanted to make it not as much of a game, but still keep it fun and educational. Um, which is what we saw the issue was either games were very gamey and not very educational, which kept the kids students really engaged, or they were really complex and too hard for you know young students to comprehend. Um, so we wanted to kind of find a nice blend. So how long have you personally been coding for? Yeah, so I've probably been coding for about two and a half years or so. Um, my partner has been coding for you know a lot more than that. Um, so I haven't really coded that long, but I have taken you know extensive classes and courses, um, since starting the company. Um, and my partner is, you know, very, very good at what he does. So what was the, now you said that you, you had a strong belief that younger kids would, should be able to grasp these concepts. What was, how did you guys come across the, come about the decision 
to use emojis as a means to make these concepts easier to grasp? Yeah, so we went when we first, you know, we're talking about different ways uh, to gamify it or, or try to keep it fun. Um, you know, we were talking about a lot of different games that were out, like Agario, and, and just trying to think of fun ways to do it. Um, and the biggest issue we came up with it was like we didn't have the skills to build something that was super gamified, right? Like animated games and stuff. We just didn't have the skills. Um, emojis were pretty hot at the time, and they still are. We felt it was a way that, you know, we could use an image-based approach with is shown to be pretty successful, like flashcards and so on. Um, and the emojis were just, you know, a fun way that we could easily translate at least HTML and CSS code into an image um, that we didn't have to make, right? So we didn't have to build a bunch of art assets and re-explain to kids what they were. The kids understood what the emojis were. Um, so it was both like a nice building block and it was fun um, and we really felt that the students would connect with the emojis. And it was also just a way to get our company off the ground because we thought it was pretty uh, a fun concept. So that was the initial like from day one. So now let's take on the perspective of a student who wants to learn how to code. And let's say let's just give some some age, some elementary age, right? Somewhere in the zone of, let's say, second to fifth grade, something like that. How do they begin using code emoji? What's the process? Yeah, so, so right now, um, the majority of the process is a teacher will come to our platform, create an account, and she'll help onboard, she or he'll help onboard the students. Um, so if a student has come to our platform for the first time, usually they'll make an account, um, which just will make it easier for them to track their progress, get access to quizzes, and so on. Um, usually day one, they'll do what you said, the emoji courses, um, which teach them everything from HTML to CSS. And then we have something that takes emojis away a little bit, but teaches them basic JavaScript using, uh, you know, being able to animate characters and so on. Um, so day one, they'll be able to learn the basic structure of a web page um, and be able to build some basic web pages, add everything from images to Google Maps to links. Um, and we feel that's really powerful because even students as young as first grade can do this because we do have text-to-speech to help them. So that's usually day one for most of the students. And then from there, you know, eventually we do transition them out of, uh, you know, block-based or emoji-based to uh, syntax. Um, so we do have a nice um, scaffolded curriculum. So now this curriculum, so it starts off in that way, and then is it is it eventually allow for students to then build their own websites or receive feedback on different projects? Yeah, so we do have two areas right now. We do have like an emoji website builder, and we do have like an animation area. Um, and we're going to be, you know, revamping those uh, over the next, like over the summer and adding in more of a, a regular uh, website builder as well. Um, but yeah, so kids can build their own projects. Um, it's a little limiting at this time to keep it the platform very safe. Um, so our lessons, um, our, like our lessons, our curriculum and our quizzes, along with all the resources we give to teachers, uh, along with some of the other stuff we give to students, we feel like those are the biggest value adds of our platform right now. Not as much of the building your own projects. We feel it's a little limiting at this moment. So talk we don't about give enough so, uh, flexibility. So let's talk about the lessons. What is the format? Is it slides? Is it voiceover? Is it video? How does it? How does that look? Yeah. So all the lessons are self-guided. Um, so when you go to a lesson, you'll have like a, an area where you're do where you're where you'll do coding, and you'll have area where I'll give you instructions. Um, and then you'll have area that'll show you your like output. Um, so they're text-based, I guess. They'd be text-based lessons. 
Um, but they do have text to speech. Um, we don't have any video guided lessons. Um, we just felt like this was the easiest format, um, both to keep the site really fast and also to be able to quickly update the content. Cause you know, as time goes on, we do want to, we do want to make it easy for ourselves to be able to update the content and revamp different parts of the platform. And it makes it a little hard if we, we did all video guided tutorials, we felt at least. Now let's take a step back. You obviously feel very passionate about code mojin about spreading spreading the knowledge of coding why do you think it's so important for kids especially younger kids in today's world to be familiar with coding at this early on yeah i mean one just the standards and mandates are coming uh so uh the cfta standards are showing that this can this is pretty relevant um along with just the uh each state right now there's over 25 states that have graduation requirements for high school we see this will keep working its way down. I think it's important because I had a really hard time in school because I'm dyslexic. And I think the issue was there wasn't enough outlets where you could build something and, and do something cool that used the other part of your brain. Um, so I, if that makes that's maybe a little complicated. But, you know, I just I think it's important because we want to give, you know, every student the right outlet. And this is just an outlet for some of those students that might struggle in other areas. So that's why I, I'm, I feel pretty passionate about it. Because I want to make sure every student has that ability to, you know, show that they're valuable and, and, you know, can be successful. It's certainly, I think, one of the most relevant subject matters, especially now as as the world continues to evolve and grow more and more digital. So it makes sense. And then what, what I love about it, too, is as more schools, as the school that I teach at, as they continue to integrate computer science or programming into the curriculum, I think it does a great service to subjects like math as well because the two are so interrelated which is why a lot of the math teachers and math programs at our school have coding as kind of a a side part because they're they're one and the same all the foundations for computer science and the and i was a computer science major by the way in college i was a programmer for three years so i love computer science and i love programming but i think that's another big benefit for me being such an advocate of math I love that the emphasis is going that way, and there's all these great ed tech companies trying to nurture uh, this this skill set. So, what do you guys have? What's what's on the horizon? What can we look forward to from CodeMoji over the next year, three years? You know, what are you guys looking to develop or add on? Yeah, so right now we've helped over 250,000 kids get started in coding, uh, thousands of classrooms, thousands of teachers. Um, so I think what we're, we see where we're going to try to really bulk up is, one, um, our curriculum that spans into other areas. So we built some courses that we're expanding into, like, uh, the Winter Olympics. So we want to be able to blend some other uh, subject areas, like math specifically is one of them, just to make it easier for teachers to quickly integrate. Because right now, until it's a full mandate or the standards are super clear, some teachers are having a hard time integrating it into their current uh, curriculum. So we're trying to make that a little bit easier. Um, in the next couple months, you know, we're going to come out with, you know, full lesson plans for every single course. We think that'll be a big value add, um, in one to three years. Um, you know, we already have some math content built out. Um, so, you know, maybe launching that and, um, you know, there's a lot of different things can happen. I, I think the biggest thing is just making sure we're able to keep growing our platform and make sure teachers understand that we add a lot of value at a really good cost and, um, and I think that will be the biggest thing for us is making sure teachers understand that, you know, they can get an amazing thing with a lot of great resources and tools for a price that sounds ridiculous. And what about 
What yeah. about, so you, you've mentioned teachers using your materials. What about students looking for something to do in the summertime or students that are being homeschooled? Is it just as feasible for them to have their parents sort of monitor it and use it independently? Yeah, hundred percent. So we do offer, um, the platform to parents as well. We have a whole interface for the parents to be able to interact with the kids and track their progress and so on. Um, we do have homeschools use it. Uh, we just make that we, uh, push them to our, like our school package, um, because of just the, uh, the dashboard and the management features they get. Usually a school and a homeschool have very similar wants and needs. But over the summer, we do expect to see a big uptake in our parent usage and our student usage um, because, you know, students are looking for more things to do. And uh, that's where we're going to be marketing over the summer to uh, direct to parents and not as much to the schools. Now, are you guys based out of Illinois or based in Chicago or where are you guys located? Yeah, we're based in uh, downtown Chicago um, for right now. And then we're looking at other programs across the country to be able to, you know, expand our team and, you know, looking for additional like grants and resources. Um, so we're in the, for the foreseeable future, we're in Chicago, but that can always change. And is that where the bulk of your clients and schools are located or is it spread across the U S yeah. So it's really spread across the U S the bulk of the schools that are using it are in California, Texas, New York, and Illinois. Um, but we have had schools from all 50 States, um, but those are the majority of the usage are from those like four key states. We, we think they're a little bit more progressive and they're, they're looking like they're pushing computer science a little bit faster than the other states. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. What about in terms of, I, and I just remember this back from when I was in college, I remember one of my computer science teachers, this is the, like the coolest uh, course I ever took in computer sciences about video game design. And we got to make a few video game courses. I remember my professor saying way back then in 2001 or 2002, that uh, the biggest reason or one of the biggest reasons why people go into computer science or have a fascination to code is because of video games. And they grew up playing video games. Do you still find that to be true? I mean, is this something you have data on or do you feel that the desire to go into coding maybe has now shifted just because of the massive presence of software everywhere? No. I, I, so when we go into schools, the biggest thing we ask are, what are your favorite websites? The biggest answers right now are YouTube and roadblocks. So because students really like building games, we got so much feedback where students wanted to build games. So we built a couple of game design courses. Right now, students can learn how to build a basic snake game and a brick game. So very simple games. They can learn how to edit those. So no, students and everyone still loves games. So I think, I think that's definitely, you know, that hasn't changed. And I think, you know, making sure everyone has that outlet, like kids that want to build games can build games. Kids that want to build websites can build websites, making sure that it, you know, everything is built flexible enough. And I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, we've learned like with personalized learning and the adaptive model that we do and other companies do is that you have to make sure it's flexible enough for everyone. And if you don't give everyone an outlet, you're going to run into issues. Exactly. You're making it flexible. You're making it dynamic. And more, most importantly, you're making it fun. That is the, I think, the catchphrase that echoes throughout this whole ed tech revolution is every single person I've spoken to, whether it's these content creators on YouTube like Physics Girl or Veritasium, or whether it's the creators of Variant, which is an amazing calculus video game, uh, Super Math World, all these companies, everybody's trying to make it fun. But in a, in a way, like you mentioned, not where it's just fun, but it loses the educational value fun in concert with great educational content. So I think that's amazing. And 
And it's so great to see that maybe the maybe the educational system as a whole isn't fully on that mission, but the private sector, the ed tech faction of the world is definitely 100% on that mission. So it's so great to see. Uh, thank you so much, Livio, for joining us today. I really appreciate getting a chance to talk to you about your company. If people want to learn more, where can they go to find out more about CodeMoji or how to use it? Sure. If anybody wants to learn more about how to bring computer science in the classroom, you can go to CodeMoji.com. So that's spelled C-O-D-E-M-O-J-I.com. All right. Awesome. And if you guys didn't get a chance to write that down, well, it's a podcast, so just rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, you can go to our website at scalarlearning.com. Go to the podcast uh, section. Check out this episode. Everything will be in there, all the links and the write-up. And if you guys haven't done so yet, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search for Scalar Learning. We have weekly videos on SAT Math from Khan Academy. We also have math music videos coming out on the regular. Two new videos dropping very shortly, one on imaginary numbers, the other one on geometric and arithmetic sequences where, uh, well, it's going to be good. So make sure to be checking back regularly for that. New podcast episodes drop every Monday where we're interviewing all sorts of amazing ed tech folks, whether it's content creators or people who are developing amazing uh, applications like CodeMoji. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you all next time. Take it easy. Scalar, learning, give me that scalar.